Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Mad Yet Mighty podcast. Did you hear that? Yes, yes, you did. There is some lovely new music intro that I have acquired. And I do want to thank Andrew Zacharias. He is who um, let me use his beats. So that is going to be my new intro. So, you know, I'm just I'm just moving up in the world. I'm also now no longer speaking into my Apple headphones, which is how I record my episode because I'm just, you know, just a just an average average girl who you know it's not like I had a microphone laying around and or knew how to record myself so when I started I was just like you know what I'm gonna start this podcast and I may not have the materials to begin but if you don't start something you never will so I made it work and I literally would use my headphones that came with my phone and would record a lot of the times on my phone I'm also now speaking into my beautiful, shiny new microphone. So I'm kind of working things out. This is very different, but nonetheless, moving up in the world. um, And what perfect time to do it than episode 10. So bear with me. I'm still figuring things out. I'm still trying to figure out this podcast, by the way. I'm still figuring out what I'm doing. Um, I'm just basically come to the altar, as I call it. I come to the altar every week and just sit down and I I've been like thinking like what what do I want to do what do I want to do what do I want to do I have all these ideas and we're coming to this change this this season change which is crazy because I don't know sometimes especially right now I I feel like my life is in a blur I a couple episodes at the beginning of the podcast I had started a new job and I'm still um, at the job still loving the job or at least loving my life while working at this job I don't know if that really makes sense I so yeah started at this new job and it's it's I was just looking for something a little bit more laid back I tend to carry I don't know I just I was 10 I was having a lot of stress in my work life and I don't really know I guess you know, I say that I'm good at compartmentalizing, but I, it's not like I would bring the stress home. I mean, yeah, I guess that's what it is. I I would be so tense and so stressed at work. I just feel like the past couple of jobs that I've had have just been, I don't know if they've just been really bad experience. I mean, it's, it's seriously, I know it sounds crazy. It's like, oh, well, what's the common, you know, what's the common factor? You, but no, they've all been so incredibly different circumstances. Um, And I was, and I still am a licensed esthetician. So that's what I was doing for a couple of years um, and took a break. So that's where I'm at now. I, for, you know, people who don't know or are just tuning in, I am a licensed esthetician and was working in that field for a long time or not not a long time, for a couple of years, a couple of years. And I just needed a break. I felt like I, my, I had no balance. Like I keep talking about this balance, but I just feel like, I was always doing work. I was always thinking about work. I was always available to work, which I've started to kind of like reflect. And I'm like, what about it? Because I love that industry and I love beauty and all of that. I was like, what about it is too much for me? And I was like, okay, really? What was, and I started thinking about different, 
just different scenarios that I went through and I was like what is what is what was causing me and you know what I came up with was I was just always available to other people at any point in the day so I have my clients or I had my clients and working at a salon that I did um you know, it's very different. I'm working one-on-one. I have personal relationships with these people. They depend on me. I mean, I know that sounds crazy, but these women would depend, you know, whether or not they were coming in to get eyelash extensions or they were coming in to get their their fill for their extensions or facials or waxing or, I mean, it could be even the smallest thing. They were counting on you that day um, and all days and every appointment and... When you're working one-on-one with people and you're working with the body and you're working with things that cause change or cause, you know, any kind of maintenance, things can go wrong or things can happen or there's always questions. What I'm trying to say is I was just always available. So not only was I always available to my clients, I mean, I had to always be available to It was the kind of industry where, you know, it is a, you know, I was working with like younger professionals and in our, in our time these days, I don't sound like an old person, but that's everyone communicates, you know, it's no like meetings in person. I mean, you still have those, but a lot of communications done on text message or done on the phone or, you know, out outside of work hours. It's just like there was no cut and dry for me. Like there was no go to work and go home. It was go to work and, you know, when you went home, you were still, you know, c- clients could still reach out to you via, you know, your personal phone. And you can get into like, oh, well, you don't have to give them that or whatever. But it, if it wasn't that, it was they were reaching out to the Facebook or they were reaching out. Like a lot of my clients were friends with um, the owner. Or, or, you know, it's just, it's a very, being in spa and just being in that industry, it is very personal and it is a very, um, you know, everyone is just always available to one another. That's just how the industry goes. Um, And it just became a little bit too much for me. I just felt like, I don't know, I, I had no, I had no out of work time. And then on top of that, your schedule is completely opposite of everyone else. So everyone else typically is working their, you know, Monday through Friday, nine to five, 10 to six, eight to four, whatever it may be. And then, you know, they're off on the weekends, you know, normal. Well, I mean, mine was, I was working Tuesdays through Saturdays. And I was working late. So I was working till eight o'clock sometimes would go in late. Um, And then Saturdays was working a full day was working like nine to four. And, you know, okay, so people are like, Oh, well, that's great. You have Monday off. And yeah, it, it, it was great. And then I was like, it started to wear like I have nothing. I have no time for anything else. I have no time for social events or things I mean everything happens on Saturday literally everything or Friday night you couldn't do anything Friday night because you had to be you know on and have clients all day Saturday whatever so yeah long story rambling short I took a break and I'm now just you know I'm working at working with this new company and I just I honestly really don't even want to talk too much about that job because I just don't want to bring it on the podcast and really honestly that's not what I want to talk about anyways but 
what I'm trying to say is we're in our busiest time right now. So the past couple of weeks have been um, nonetheless a little bit crazy. And I feel like every day is just a blur. And so it's been really busy. I've been feel like I've just had no time to like even sit down and have time to like record whatever so I was just I wanted to sit down I wanted to obviously record this week's episode Brad's been home as well which has been really great for me I mean being in a relationship where we, we do spend a lot of time apart um, he does travel a lot for his work and he's gone I'd say 75% of the time. I mean, right now, this has been crazy. Like, he's been home for, I'd say now, like, two or three weeks. And that's, honestly, like, it's the first time he's been home consistently in months. Like, since last, I don't even know. It's been, it's been a long, long, since, like, last winter. Um, But that's just, that's just the industry. That's just what they do. I mean, their, their time is... Their time to work is when, you know, the days are long and it's nice and kids aren't in school. But now that everything's going back into school, um, their schedule changed. Anyway, so my schedule's just been a little bit kind of different. And being nor- where I'm normally by myself when I get home and I have my routine and I've just kind of have gotten used to the normality of being by myself during the week and not being with him and not being able to do like normal couple things like just... I think people take for granted um, when they come home, you know, you come home to your significant other every day, um, whether that's just sitting on the couch and you both are scrolling through your phones mindlessly while there's TV playing in the background or, you know, you're just kind of like hanging around with each other every day and you, you know, it's, it's just, it's weird. It's like those things I just, I, I like craved because I didn't, I just really don't have as much, um, So it's been nice. It's been a nice change in my normal day to day. But because, you know, I've been wanting to spend time, obviously, the very little time that we might have together until he's gone, you know, on another project for weeks. Um, So I was like, okay, I need to hop on the mic right now. And just wanted to talk. So I wanted just to keep this light. I think the past couple of episodes I've gotten... And I almost just kind of went on another one. I I almost just went on a a very more kind of like serious looking inward. And that's all great and fun. But I wanted to just kind of sit down and just, you know, shoot the shit a little bit. Bring it back to something real nice and superficial. Because as much as I love all the good and the feels and the deep shit, we like the trash shit too. Right? Right. I think so. So... There is a couple of things that came out this week or the last two weeks that, I mean, made me just absolutely. So there's, I feel like there's waves when there's stuff that happens in like pop culture, like in TV or on like on social media with whatever celebrities, reality stars. And then there's weeks where I'm just like, oh my God, there is no good material. There is nothing to like, oh, what is going on? And then this week is like, or the past couple of weeks, last week, this week. There's just been a couple of things that I'm like, oh my God, I cannot wait to talk about. So let's just kind of, let's just kind of start from the top. So um, I started a new show and then finished it, but it's, I'm totally late to the game. It had been out on Netflix for a while. Um, And actually one of my very, very, very closest best friends recommended it 
And I actually have had people, other people talk about it. I had one of my guy friends um, recommend it as well when I saw him. And I never really, I just, I never really clicked on it. So the show I'm talking about is Glow. Glow is on as a Netflix original, and it is stands for the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, and it is the it is the creation story of just that of um, back in the day when it was the you know the WWE or men's wrestling. It started as just men's wrestling, um, and then the women came later. So this is like the origin story of how that started. Now, I haven't done, I've just been enjoying it from like a viewer standpoint. I haven't gone totally, I haven't gone totally nerding out and have done a lot of research and have compared storylines and is it true or is it not? Like, I'm sure obviously they they take elements and then they've created, you know, characters and a storyline. But just from a viewer's perspective. So I started season one and there it's really nice. I was looking for something that I didn't really have to like emotionally connect to because sometimes I just get like emotionally overwhelmed with all the shows that I'm watching or watching or if I'm what like right now Brad and I have also started Sons of Anarchy and I'll get to that later but that's a little that's a lot and they're long episodes and they're like there's a lot going on. It's very dramatic in every single episode. So I needed something that you know, I was just feeling kind of bored and kind of fluffless and I like watching stuff on my own and I haven't felt like I had a show. So I started watching Glow really great because they're only like 35 minute episodes, which you can just like crank through and fly and they like they're they're meaty, like they're good episodes. You not feel like you're being like you're getting shorted, but at the same time you're like, oh my God, like I've only, you know, you've been sitting down for two hours and you only watched two episodes. Anyways, really really great I am so I was so in love with it um I you know so soared through season one um and really I just I just can't I I like can't even say enough good things about it I'm like sitting here smiling such a great I was really impressed acting wise and just kind of the whole show um it it is kind of quirky. I mean, there's definitely things where as I was watching it, you kind of get in the groove with and you obviously get to know the characters more and you you just kind of start to like, you know, grow love and get attached, which I do so, so easily. I get attached to people and characters um, in shows and books and movies, whatever. And I was just finding myself, I just loved it. And it's, and it's period too. So it's very much like in the, I don't want to even, was it, is it 80? Yeah, it's like 80s. So it's just fun to look at too, with like the costumes and all the women, you know, all the women. And it's, it's a bunch of misfits. So they literally hold this audition, this washed up, cokey, alcoholy director um, who basically has done a bunch of like nothing stuff. Um, he's holds an audition for glow the gorgeous ladies of wrestling in this like disgusting gym and basically it's just a bunch of misfits you have like the main character who she's this actress or you know this actress and she loves acting but she can never she just has never landed a part and she's friends with a chick who's also an actress who's once again nothing big has been on a soap opera and then there's fun other characters that they sprinkle in and they go through these auditions to get on this just dump of a show 
So that's how it starts. And I highly recommend it if you're looking for something that's a little bit light. But it does. It's it's a it's drama. It's comedy. But it still doesn't get to like Sons of Anarchy dark. Um, but really good. And there's also so then yeah. I mean I finished season one and then shit I scooted on to season two and cranked that sucker out so now I'm obviously super depressed because I finished a show and like I said I get attached and then you know it um it ends so now I'm you know anxiously waiting for season three so did that yeah so Brad and I started Sons of Anarchy and I I have literally pushed this watching this show off for so long it's been on my radar and like it's always been in the back of my mind like when we're looking for a show it's like oh sons of anarchy and it's like oh i'm just not yet not not yet i i pretty much will get around to watching everything if i haven't like i i'm typically not one to like jump right on there's been a couple of shows that i have and i will say have held off for so long because I didn't want to join the hype like a total like a total douche I and I will be and I will be the first to admit I mean I got on the Game of Thrones train a couple years after because it was just too big like too many people were talking about it everyone was talking about it it almost kind of annoyed me a little bit so I was like you know what I'm not gonna watch it to like make a point and that's like the I mean I that's that just shows you, you know, a little bit of, <laughs> a little bit of inner me, but no, not really. I'm kidding, but not really at all. So yeah, it, it, did, it did annoy me. So I didn't watch it. Same thing with like, and Sons of Anarchy was really one of like those shows that like when I first started, it was, it's been on, well, one, it hasn't been on for a couple of years, but two, it was on like forever ago and for a long time. So I feel like when I first, it kind of popped up when um, American Horror Story first kind of started, or at least that's when I started noticing it because I would be watching American Horror Story and then I would always see ads for Sons of Anarchy. Anywho, started it and, you know, it's one of those shows where season one, like, it's good. Don't get me wrong, it's good. But season one, I tell you, I was just like, ooh, this, the acting was a little hokey pokey. And, you know, I'm someone who, that's not going to stop me from watching it. I'm going to keep watching it. I mean, I look back on episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and I have literally all the DVDs, or all the seasons on DVD. I look back on Buffy season one, and I I die. I mean, it's it's terrible. Same thing with, like, Charmed, and I mean, they're, they're pretty bad. So, I'll give a season time. Like, I'll give a show time. I'm, and same thing with The Office. I mean, with The Office, you really got to watch full season one to really get gung-ho. Um, completely different category completely different genre but yeah so I I don't know they were all dressed up they looked the part they looked like a biker gang which I'm so loving the whole biker gang aspect because I feel like bikers like aren't a thing anymore now it's like you know thugs and and I don't know and like the uh the like drug cartel which you know they get into the drug cartel but I know I just feel like there's something so just original about a good old biker gang so I'm so into it I love you know I love the idea of season one though I'm not gonna lie it was just I would just try and then it's really and I hate to say it but it's really 
Charlie Hunnam who plays Jax Teller. I just, ooh, like some of the things he does just makes me absolutely cringe. He just doesn't feel, just doesn't feel right. Clay, the main, the like main, like the president of the Sam Crow of Sons of Anarchy, you know, he's his character. And I, you know, I feel ashamed once again, haven't done like, I've been just enjoying them from like a viewers. I haven't dove into like research. And actually, I'm very proud of myself. I said this to Brad the other night. This is the first show, Sons of Anarchy and Glow now, where I have not done any prior research or not done any prior like just just simple web searching before watching it that's something I have to do I don't know what it is when I start something new I have to do I have to know the storyline before going into something I can't go into anything blind I feel like when I go into something blind I just I don't know it it like takes me I need to know what's happening so like I can from from the moment it starts I know not, I mean, I know what's going on, who's who, what's going to be our issue, so I can really start to, and I don't know if it's because I'm like ADD, I, I, I don't know, who knows, or maybe it's just the simple fact that I like to spoil everything, and I like to know, I like to know things, because that's just how I tick, and sometimes I know it probably drives people nuts, um, I know it drives Bradford nuts, um, but I can't help it, so I said, I said, this is the first time that I have not actually gotten on and have learned every single thing about the show before it's happened because I'm, I'm sick and I will do it and I don't feel bad about it. I look up spoilers. I read spoilers. I am the spoiler queen. And I don't mean to spoil things for other people, but once again, I just like knowing things. Sue me. So very proud of myself. I have not looked up anything for, for Sons of Anarchy. I'm just, I'm just rolling with it. We're actually on to season three now. It's getting there. I'm, I'm just simply mere watching it for like the enjoyment and I am enjoying it. We did just begin season three and I will say that they do know how to start a season with a bang. They do know how to start a season with a bang. And I, I do feel that once we get some seasons under our belt, once these characters kind of find their ground, I feel like we're seeing a little, I'm seeing some improvement in Jax. Um, I'm just going to call him Jax because I don't want to confuse people with the actor's real name. I am seeing improvement with him. I'm, I'm going to tell you what. The mom from Married with Children, she's she plays Gemma Teller, Jax Teller's mom. So she's like the matriarch of like the motorcycle crew. She's awesome. She kicks ass. Love her. She's got a sick ass, huge ass scar right down the center of her chest. And she, you know, wears corsets and rock some chunky blonde highlights and you know black and leather and just I'm all about her and she kicks ass and at first I was like "Ooh, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to watch this with you because all I can think of even though I didn't watch Married with Children it would always be on when I was searching through stuff to watch wasn't it on like in the afternoons and you would get home from school and turn it on you'd be like no fuck I don't want to watch this but it was the only thing that was on anyways I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to get you out of my head. But you know what? I have. And she's now Gemma Teller to me. So I'm in it for her. I am. I am in it. It sounds like I'm not, but I truly am. So I just wanted to, you know, say my piece. I wanted to say my piece about um, Sons of Anarchy. And you know what? I've realized something. And actually, it's not something I just realized. It's something that I do, which is why I'm doing this, the podcast. I talk. 
I talk during shows. I talk during shows. I talk during movies. Not like the kind of annoying talking where like somebody's just talking about something completely else. Like I, I am a very interactive watcher. Watching something with me is an experience. It's very far and few in between when I'm not talking about something. I, I enjoy it more. And I know sometimes like I seriously had to, I seriously had to ask Brad the other night because I, we were watching Jersey Shore, which <laughs> oh my God. we'll get there. I turned to Brad and I said, I have a very serious question to ask you. And he was like, what? He looked at me, you know, kind of, you know, furrowed his brow. What? And I said, are you going to be able to really? I, and I said, honestly, because when you think about little like idiosyncrasies about people, like something that is so vastly different from the other person, it's like, is, is that going to drive you absolutely batshit crazy like in 20 years so I asked Brad I said am I going to drive you crazy the fact that I talk during tv shows and movies and I said seriously like is this do I drive you nuts and he looked at me he was like you don't drive me nuts and I was like I'm just asking because this is the guy who literally has to, if he misses a second, if he misses a word, it can be the most insignificant word. The person on who's speaking on the TV show could say, I need to run to the grocery store to get milk. And if he misses it, he has to literally stop, record it, or not record it, stop, rewind it, and re-listen and re-watch. I mean, everything everything if we didn't have and we don't have dvr or like direct tv or whatever so it's tip it's when we're only watching obviously like on netflix which is predominantly what we watch um and i god love him i love him for it but it drives me nuts it drives me absolutely nuts because i can still like i still can gather what's going on and like i'm like i'm cool like i'm not gonna like rewind it if i like miss super super much now I'm someone who will just figure it out so like I don't I'll just let it keep going I'll let it keep playing I'm not even kidding you there's times where like we I mean it's there's a lot of rewinding happening in the household a lot so I was just like and I'm and I'm cool with that like I'm fine whatever because then I actually get to like you know hear the last thing but I said are you gonna be okay with me like talking because I that's just what I do I have to I am a commenter I will comment I will I will just bust out an exclamation I mean it's just it's the name of the game people it's the nature of the beast it's not going away and so we had to have that come to Jesus moment because I was like I thought to myself I was like this could be the end this could be the end me not being able to keep my mouth shut could be the end. Now, I do want to say that I am not like an annoying somebody who talks in a movie theater. I mean, if you're talking in a movie theater, you deserve to be roundhouse kicked out of that movie theater. It's just, sorry, I just got an awesome um, message <laughs> from my friend who said, justice for Jason. Ugh. <laughs> which more on that as well um but anyways so yeah if you talk in a movie theater you're absolutely there's a special place in hell for you and I am not about shushing in a movie theater I don't want to embarrass sometimes like I will do things in public because like I'm not embarrassed or don't care what people like people who I don't know think about me and Sir Bradford gets embarrassed by me sometimes but you know what 
And actually, I have not shushed in a movie theater. It's been a very long time. I mean, I will sit and I will grovel and I will think to myself, I will threaten internally to get up and go and go tattle and then have that you know that worker walk up you know you always see the worker walk up the stairs and you kind of whisper to the people that are talking and everyone's like yes I've never done that but I have dreamt of doing that and I have been driven to seeing red in a movie theater and I'm shocked I'm, I'm honestly shocked I have never gotten up in a movie theater and have go and have gone to tattle on annoying kids or screaming you know a family who has a screaming child which god bless that you're taking your you know baby screaming child out to a a movie theater but please remove yourself anywho enough with the psa about movie theaters let's get to some other um some other stuff that has come to fruition okay so before i get on a super long and lengthy rant about anything else i want to just talk about we found out this week we found out yesterday i believe it was yesterday or the day before i've not to sound like annoying or anything but i mean i've known because i listen to follow reality steve who is basically the ins and outs of gossip of bachelor nation that's really where he stems and that's really where i mean people know him from he obviously has gossip blogs and like spoiler blogs for tv So he's typically on top of his game and, you know, me being obnoxious and like ruining everything and every secret and every ending I have to know. So he had said something, uh, I believe it was like a week or so ago, or maybe it was even a little bit longer than that about Colton Underwood being the new Bachelor and how everyone was going to be extremely upset. Here's the thing about the whole Colton. This is where I stand about the whole Colton situation, okay? It's a very well-contrived, and I'm going to be honest, I also want to just insert this here just to, like, justify myself. There are times where I say words that don't make sense. There are times that I say words that I think are words and they're not words. Um, That's just how it is. That's how it goes. I've always done it. Um, I'm not claiming to be the most, you know, cleanly well-spoken. I just like to speak. So now that that's out there. Um, so I, yes, Colton to me is this, is ABC's wet dream. I don't know what about him. They are obsessed with him. So let's, let's, let's take this back. Colton being the bachelor does not shock me at all and the only reason it doesn't shock me is because the storyline that Colton has had since day one he's been ABC's had in the back of their pocket Harrison whoever Chris Harrison whoever makes the final decision I mean God love Chris Harrison he's not anything bad but just the show the show the producers then whatever they have been in love with Colton since day one Colton just for people who are like what the hell you're talking about I don't care or or you know just to give a little bit of backstory Colton is no new person to bachelor bachelor universe so Colton first graced our tv screens on Becca's season of the bachelorette and Becca was this past bachelorette the one that just picked her winner who just had her show um Colton we first saw Colton on the bachelorette so stories came out about him that he was 
previously, right before he went on The Bachelorette, was dating um, Tia. And Tia was on... (laughs) This gets really incestual. Um, That's just how Bachelor Nation is. So I apologize for like the um, seven degrees from so-and-so. But Tia was on Ari's season. Okay? And Ari was the bachelor before becca and becca was ari's pick and then he dumped her on national tv so there's the connection so tia and colton were dating talking for a couple of months let's just say it was over i I don't know why the number six but it was a it was a decent length of time while so Colton and you have to think about this like for somebody to even remotely get on the show you have to audition you have to send in your tape you have to go through different there's different um stages in the audition process um it's a lengthy long process so let's just say like Colton had to have met Tia in some way or fashion while after Tia was on Ari's season so they and everyone in this in Bachelor Nation knows each other so like the fact so the chances of them crossing paths are like you know is is not unlikely so they dated and then he gets the call to go on Becca's show and then you know dumps Tia or says oh hey I'm I got I got called I'm going on the Bachelorette and goes on the Bachelorette he makes it to the like the final guys And then they have, then they bring in the storyline, this whole Tia comes back and I don't, and I don't, I, I, I still have feelings for him. I still want to see where this goes. And then Becca, like she should, is like, okay, I thought we had cleared this. I thought you guys were good. Tia's like, no, we're not. I I still have feelings for him. And Becca sends Colton home. Okay. I know this is a lot. Stay with me. Colton then, Colton and Tia Okay, Tia's announced and Colton is announced. Well, Tia's first announced that she's going to be on Bachelor in Paradise. And she's like, I hope Colton's there. I hope Colton's there. Well, who's fucking there? Colton. And the entire first half of Paradise. Okay, so we're now going on to two, his second show. His second show where he is one of the main storylines. And him and Tia in this tumultuous she's waiting for him he doesn't show then he shows up then he's not sure then he goes on a date with someone else and then he has this full-on mental breakdown as like all the guys do that have you know play games or like string somebody along and they can't just say no to the girl they're stringing along they have to go through this it's like it's like a dean and um dean and christina situation they go through this crazy emotional you know period and like oh two week three week I don't know how long they're out there I think they're out there for a whole summer the people that are there it's like I mean it's definitely at least six weeks maybe more um filming in Mexico anyways so as you can see ABC I'm not saying that the storyline was fake or that it was made but like there's been there's just been too much chitter chatter okay there's just been too much about Colton since the beginning like why has there been all this how has he just found his way to slip his way into 
he was doing a Tia, and then he's on The Bachelorette, and then they have, he, and then, oh, then he has this huge storyline on The Bachelorette that, you know, he's a virgin, and da-da-da-da-da, and he's the next, he's the boy next door, and, you know, he's, like, obviously, you know, he's a cute kid, he's very baby-faced, I'm, I'm sure pe- girls all over America are just drooling over him. I, for one, think he's cute but I mean he's he's just a little baby he's just I'm just not like I would love to see Jason as the bachelor that's why I was laughing at justice for Jason because yes Justin, people were literally like screaming across America like we wanted Jason for the bat like everyone just wanted Jason for the bachelor well guess what ABC had a different idea and they don't care about who you want because they already knew who they wanted from day one they knew that they wanted Colton as the bachelor some way shape or form from day one so they kept him they kept him they grew his storyline they they fed it they watered it they brought him on he had they had so much airtime bullshit airtime on and I've Bachelor in Paradise is still going and I'm I've I watched it and then I missed like an episode or two and then I just kind of got current again um and you know what I'm kind of like ugh, I'm so over these bolt like these storylines like the girl who's like so crazy in love and then the guy who's like well I, I I enjoy you but I'm just not sure and it's like then you don't like them then you don't like them and stop stringing them along but I get it. I get it. I I see exactly what they were doing. Like I said, they were grooming and building this storyline and it's a beautiful storyline. And looky what we have here. Just short. Oh, and then I just feel like everything was happening so fast. They announced Colton as like the, so he, the, the episode that just happened this past Tuesday, this past week on Bachelor in Paradise, Colton leaves and him and Tia both leave because he says that he's just not in the right mind to be here yada 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 they cry a lot of tears typical and then they both leave and then who gets announced to be the bachelor the next day colton it's just it's too it's too it's too weavy it's too woven for me so i don't know i really honestly don't want to see I'm going to be very interested to see what they do because I don't know. Colton puts a bad taste in my mouth and I think he puts a lot of bad taste, but they like doing that. They like building the storyline. They're going to build this whole thing when he films his intros. Like Becca was like, let's do the damn thing. Like let's, it's my turn. Like, like now with, and I love Becca. Don't get me wrong. I'm, you know, I'm just, just, just poking fun. Colton is going to have this whole storyline of like it's now like I just I want to find the right it's 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 going to be a whole thing but that's what they love they have they have created this this is their dream so that's my stance on it I'm neither there I'm neither here nor there with it obviously I don't want Colton to be the bachelor because I'm just I'm I'm like sick of the whole I've like been I've I've been hearing his name for way too long now but it makes sense. So I, I, I think they, they had this planned all along, honestly. And I mean, he's a good looking guy. He's going to make a good lead. Um, I think, I think he'll make a good people are definitely going to watch. I mean, obviously they love to set up a good, you know, and now we're going to watch it. So, and yeah, I'm going to watch. Are you crazy? Of course I'm going to watch. Of course, unless it gets, you know, really bad. And then I will kind of, you know, taper off, but I'll definitely, I'll definitely be tuning in, especially to the beginning, because who doesn't love meeting all the people, and I'm definitely going to be <laughs> tuning into the spoilers, so. <laughs> okay, let's chat.
about this viral video of Lindsay Lohan. So I saw this over the weekend and one of my favorite podcasters, Jackie Schimmel, she was posting it to her story while she's in um, Italy and Greece and whatever. She's traveling with her husband and being really fancy and having money and looks really great and you know everyone <laughs> I'm drooling from afar but so I I saw this video originally on her Instagram story and I was just like oh my god what is going on with this whole Lindsay Lohan thing so I found out a while ago that and I've been dying to talk about it but just have it's always slipped through the cracks. So Lindsay Lohan is filming a new reality series with MTV, and it's going to be called Lohan's Beach House. I don't know where this has come from or how this came to fruition, but Lindsay Lohan has since been building some like destination club resort in Mykonos, Greece. Like, had no idea. I've been seeing, like, weird things on Instagram because one of the ladies from the, well, (laughs) Queen Jill Zarin from Housewives of New York, she, I follow her on Instagram as I follow all the housewives that I love. And I kept seeing, like, pictures with Lindsay Lohan and I'm like, this is a really weird um, partnership I'm not really sure what's going on. And they were always in Greece and then yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, what is going on with Lindsay Lohan in Greece? And what is going? So yeah, that's what's going on. Lindsay Lohan is filming a reality series. And what they're doing is they're going to be, they're, they're trying to model it off after Vanderpump Rules. And Vanderpump Rules is a reality spinoff on Bravo. And it's based off of Lisa Vanderpump, who was one of the Real Housewives on Beverly Hills, it's one of her one of her numerous restaurants that has this young, hot, crazy, batshit nuts mess of a staff. And that's how it started. It was the staff of the restaurant, and then now it's leaked. Now half of them don't even work at the restaurant anymore. And um, I'm not talking about about it because I'm obsessed with it. Anywho, so they're going to be trying to be basing it. So it's going to be about her staff and like she's going to be in it. And it's like about her, like how she's like starting her empire. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. What empire does Lindsay Lohan have? I just, the whole thing is very funny to me. And the video of her dancing in that disgusting silver pantsuit looking like a just like she's withering away literally looking like she's an alien zipped up in a in a human skin suit trying to do a sexy dance while the dj behind her is you know pumping the crowd up with this is what goes on in Mykonos, bitch and i'm like oh my god what is what are we watching but she's clearly living her life in greece and good for her good for her but well i'm very curious to see what the reality series <laughs> what it happens with it because if we remember i never watched the last Lindsay lohan like docu-series but apparently it was a train wreck it was an absolute train wreck there was a bunch of like skeletons coming out of the closet from her pre from you know her past which i i, I don't even remember half the shit all i remember was a very sad music video called daughters and daughters and fathers and she's crying and and a lot of daddy references so i she's obviously as we know our starlet from parent trap has had a very troubled past but it looks like she's trying it looks like she's putting her best foot forward quite literally in her dancing so 
good for Lindsay Lohan, you know? So yeah, we'll, um, we'll see what that show has, show has to offer. Speaking of shows, there was a really sad announcement that I just, my heart sunk when I found out. So, um, any shameless fans out there have probably heard the sad news that Emmy Rossum is leaving. They're writing, she's having her character written off the show, which I'm like, oh, I'm so bummed about it. I'm so bummed about it. I don't know. I mean, there's still so many obvious characters that people are going to watch. I mean, it's like everyone else is still going to be there. I just, she's such a pivotal She's such a pivotal part of the show. I'm really worried for how they're going to write her off. I'm scared that they're going to, I don't know, like, here's the thing with Fiona. So anyone who watches Shameless, I mean, she has been the matriarch. I mean, we just finished season eight. I think they're going to be filming season nine, almost 10 years of TV. I mean, she's been the matriarch of the show. She's held the family together. She's been, I mean, she's quite literally their legal guardian and I mean the story the story was pretty much started off as Fiona's story I mean season one is very much Fiona's story meeting Steve and I mean like the whole intro episode is very cool um I don't know like the like imagery of Fiona dancing in the club I think is like one of the like the image I'll always have of the show is just such a such a cool moment and we it was a very early on. We didn't even really know her character, but I don't know. I've, I've just always loved that and how Steve, he always like went back to that, like watching her and kind of just falling in love with her there. Anyways, going on just like a love tangent for Fiona. I, it'll be interesting. I feel like right now with her character, she'd never leave the kids. So are they going to, in that case, like what would her character, what would actually realistically happen to her character? Are they going to kill her off? Because she's not going to leave the kids, I feel like, unless she's dead. I mean, I know that they've been kind of teasing. She's constantly has this thought and has come across with this issue. Like, do do you live your life? Like, your siblings will be fine. Like, you need to start living for you. Like, that theme is constantly brought up in her story. But she never really, she makes like small steps. Like, she makes small steps, moves out, whatever. I don't want to like, you know, ruin anything for anyone. But I I don't know. It makes me nervous. But that's really, it's really sad. It's shitty. Um, like I said, she's one of the main characters. So, I mean, they're going to have to definitely rewrite, rewrite or redirect the story. But I guess we'll find more out on that as it comes. But that was a real kick in the ass, I'll tell you. Real kick in the ass, especially since we just finished season eight and it was quality. Like I said in the last episode, or I talked about it in a previous episode, it was such a good season of Shameless. It was so, it was everything that I used to love about Shameless. Like it was bringing the laughs. It was bringing still kind of, you know, the drama, but it wasn't too dark. It was still kind of light, which I, I enjoy Shameless the most when it's a very even dark and light dark comedy, light comedy, when Shameless gets really dark, I mean, it's great and it's amazing, but it's some heavy shit. Um, so I enjoy it when all the characters are kind of working in a, working together in harmony. Who doesn't love harmony? <laughs> that just sounds so dumb, but you know, you know what I mean? Like 
when the characters are all like in a good place at least ian uh ian i'm so over ian i'm so over ian he needs to get his shit together ian needs to get his shit together but so sad bad news sad news on that front on other fronts I have been seeing all over Instagram these pictures of Lady Gaga. Oh my god. I am so... Okay, so Megan is putting her stamp on a must-see. I cannot wait for A Star is Born to come out with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Um, It is going to be a remake, but Bradley Cooper is... Has directed and is directing... Did direct um, and starred in this um this adaptation of a star is born and i i have not seen the original so i will be doing my homework and watching the original before i see this one but i cannot wait the trailer gives me absolute chills there's nothing i love more than a gritty storyline that has to do with a with a you know a struggling artist who is trying to make it and it's just just a girl you know just a just an average girl who has this crazy ass talent and gets discovered and then it's the journey so i'm describing a lot probably a lot of movies one that um is also somewhat of a similar tale is burlesque with christina aguilera and Cher and um stanley tucci that is the one of the most greatest movies of all time and i don't care what anyone says so i have this i have this love and this passion for that storyline so yeah slap lady gaga in a role like this where she just uh oh my god it's gonna be it's gonna be phenomenal but what was freaking phenomenal was lady gaga on the red carpet in so they premiered um, a star is born at the venice film festival this year and she was in i just kept seeing pictures flooding my instagram of her in this beautiful bright or um pale pink feathered gown with a beautiful slicked back um bun she looked flawless you know lady gaga I, for one, am obsessed with Lady Gaga. I think she can do absolutely no wrong. I enjoy everything that she does. I enjoy her for the artist that she is. Um, And I go through all her highs and lows with her. I mean, she definitely loves to express herself with her makeup and her looks. And while some of those looks, you look at them and you're like, Jesus Christ, that's so, uh, it's just, it's absolutely hideous. It's, it's I I get what she's trying to do I get that she's an artiste and she's a creator and she is and she expresses herself and she takes on so many different personalities and so many different um looks and and characters and I just I love her and I love her process I loved watching her documentary um on Netflix which if you haven't seen it it's really really awesome and I actually kind of want to watch it again for I just feel like I want to watch it and she kind of I don't know she she inspires me as lame as that sounds she totally I don't know she's just she's just different she's special I think she's amazing obviously extremely talented if she can you know belt Metallica and then belt the sound of music and sound amazing I mean just stop that's phenomenal so she looked absolutely stunning her makeup she just was it was old hollywood glamour and it was very much like 
she was living out I mean she um she started out wanting to be an actress I mean she has like what was it that she was on there was one of those old MTV shows like boiling points or something where it would take just like it would just take like you know upcoming or it would just take young actors or unwell-known actors and they would put them on the show and she was on one of those like type boiling point type-esque shows where they would have like the little pop-ups like in the bottom of the screen like oh they're about to blow it in two one or this date's going really bad or whatever she was like on that and um so yeah she has that was like her original she wanted to be she's always wanted to be an actress so I find it just very full circle I love the whole I love the imagery of like the story of her character in A Star is Born and then her walking this red carpet and I absolutely loved the pictures I see of like her and Bradley Cooper holding hands and I know there's probably a ton of people out there who are like are they together are they romantic oh my god are they dating And the way that I'm looking at it is just like, I love the relationship that they probably, you can obviously see that there was an actor, from an actor standpoint, them two as characters together had this, um, that had this connection. So them as actors had that connection. And then not only that, but then to have that connection with your director, I mean, you're literally like, you are, they probably have, I'm very excited to see the chemistry. I feel like watching the trailer, they look like they have really great on like on screen and in person chemistry. Um, and then I did watch a little like interview of them like talking to a panel and how Lady Gaga was just, you know, ta- saying nothing but amazing, amazing things as Bradley Cooper. Excuse me. Let me take a drink here. I'm getting a little Bradley Cooper as a director. But then to hear him talk about her and her talent and her on set and getting to hear her sing every day it's just oh I just love it I just love I love the magic the magic that it creates and movies create and just the the relationships and watching and knowing and not knowing because I don't know I wasn't there on set but just from like an actor standpoint it just it was just really cool to just see her have this beautiful red carpet moment and then to be there was also pictures of her in this one piece with this with this updo this very clean pinup updo and she's sitting on the water taxi and I'm like this just looks like the most amazing time she is having the best fucking time and I am just I am obsessed with it. She's having this moment right now and I am full on fledged in it. I cannot wait for A Star is Born. Uh, That's just, I just, I just can't wait. I just can't wait. Oh my gosh, we've talked about a lot of things. I've gone just on a little whirlwind here. Um, Let me go through. I have a couple last things that I just wanted to touch on and then, then I think we're going... Oh my gosh, I almost forgot. American Horror Story Apocalypse, the trailer dropped last night. So I've been anxiously, as we all probably have been, anxiously waiting for just any information on new American Horror Story. We do know that it's going to be somehow a crossover between season one, Murder House, and season three of Coven. We've I've seen lots of photos on Instagram of all of these characters that I'm so excited about coming back. Um, Connie Britton's coming back. We have Vera Famiga, which I don't know if I'm pronouncing that last name correctly. She will be back. Um, 
Stevie Nicks is going to be back. We have Lily, Sarah Paulson's going to be back. Evan Peters, um, Emma Robert. I mean, just everyone's coming back for this crossover. I finally saw the trailer last night and it's, it looks really, really good. And I say that with every single season. They have an amazing, amazing marketing team for American Horror Story. The promotional footage that American Horror Story has pumped out in the past couple of years has been phenomenal, um, especially the seasons where they really do drop a lot of teasers versus just dropping the trailer or dropping whatever kind of pr- like promo photos that they put out for that season. I just am always really impressed with the graphics, with how what the teasers are we obviously never get any information from the teasers like I watched the like the one year where it was Roanoke and they have like that cabin with like smoke coming out of the roof I'm like what does this even mean this gives me nothing but um I don't even really know what's going on in the trailer to be completely honest I mean it definitely is like it definitely is apocalyptic something's happening in present day But then we have a lot of like satanic, there's a lot of satanic references. And I do know, I did read that it is going to be stemming from the kind of, um, not the devil child, but like the Antichrist baby that was born in season one. I know that there's going to be very big significance with that. I know there's going to be significance with the witches. It just looks kind of nuts, but it has a star-studded cast. And I think we've been, I think I've been saying this. I Okay, I did enjoy Cult, I will say. I loved Cult. I thought Cult was dark, which I like. I thought it was gruesome, which I like. I feel as if, though, it was a pretty brutal season with the um, political with like the political side of it and then the also kind of gun violence there was a lot of that in there so it was a very um it was a very like current a lot of current issues that we're watching and like I said I enjoyed cult however it still didn't really feel like it grabbed me full-heartedly I like what I'm seeing with this with this trailer. I like the genre. I like how it's not going to be. It has this like apocalyptic storyline. So it's pulling away from maybe stuff that's a little too close to home, which I think that's what they wanted to do with cult. I know Ryan Murphy really wanted to set a precedent and kind of and really dive into like the fears of like present day of what people were maybe feeling to the extreme with the you know political parties and what's going on with you know the the government and politics right now and he really did nail that on the head however we I, I know I watch tv to escape that's why I enjoy the movies and film and tv shows so much is that's my escape I don't I don't want to watch that shit so I'm excited for the apocalypse even though that's still kind of like you know a scary topic um I'm very excited for it and that's really all that I have to say on that. It's just, it's so fresh. And the trailers are always just so like, what the hell did I just watch? Um, it does start next week. It starts next Wednesday, September 12th on FX. You know, just plug in FX. But I I can't wait. That just kind of kicks off the whole Halloween season. Um, oh, also for anyone who is loving um, or who loves and watches Freeform, which used to be ABC Family. Now it's Freeform, which is dumb. Instead of doing 13 nights of Halloween, they are doing 31 nights of Halloween. So if you didn't have enough of Halloween t- movies and shows with AMC, 
um, Freeform is doing 31 Nights of Halloween, which I'm going to be honest, like AMC gets a little overkill because like how many times can we watch Halloween two and like seven? And I'm and I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna like you know un- uncloak myself here and say that I can give two shits about Halloween reruns. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know that is sacrilegious for being having my birthday on Halloween, but I just I just can't. I can't get into it. I can't get into it. So I know there was a new trailer. I just saw, and a good friend told me um, yesterday that a new the new Halloween trailer dropped. So I haven't watched that, but in the spirit of in the spirit of the spook definitely gonna start pumping out some creepy movies whipping those out getting ready for september and october and november the fall season and just changing changes i feel like we need a good change i feel like i need a a season change the heat's the heat's getting to me a little bit well on that note, when I start doing accents, I know it's time to pull the plug. On that note, that's it. That was season, or not season, that was episode 10. I wanted just to sit down and just shoot the shit, chat about some things that have been on my mind, some things that have been on all over the internet. I hope you enjoyed it, sitting down and talking. Um, I hope everyone has a fabulous weekend. I'm going to be heading to the Hales of West Virginia for a West Virginia wedding and then turning around and coming right back. So it's going to be crazy. But definitely will be interesting. I will keep everyone posted on if I stay alive or not. Um, Brad looked at me and was like, oh, this will be your first West Virginia wedding. And he kind of said it. And I, I felt I, I, I was a little scared. I was like, oh, what does that mean? But <laughs> I think it's going to be definitely, um, definitely a journey. So yeah, that's it. Once again, hopes everyone hopes everyone has a fabulous weekend. I know it's been a weird week with it being a short week with Labor Day, so it's nice that we are nearing that weekend. And thank you for listening. Please subscribe if you're enjoying this episode or any episode that you listen to. Scroll down to the bottom of your page and give it five stars. That would mean awesome, and it gives me really great feedback. And follow me on Instagram at MegKelsip. That'll be all. Thank you for listening. This has been the Mad Yet Mighty podcast, and I will see you or not. I won't see you, but I'll talk to you next time. Bye.